0: You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. We believe that today's message will help you thrive in your relationship with Jesus as you follow Him. We'll be back after the podcast with more information. And now, today's message from Pastor Aaron Kozlowski right here at Passion Church. You know what, we'll begin with a prayer. Lord, take these lips. They are yours. Have your way this morning. I thank you for your anointing to share what is on your heart for your church. And I thank you, Lord, for helping each and every one of us to walk in the freedom that is already purchased. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. 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 Uh, This morning's message entitled, Kindle Hope. And no, I don't want you to look up hope on your Kindle. That's not what I'm talking about. I want to this morning kindle hope in the heart of each and every one of us. Because there, I, I don't know about you, but um, when I look at the circumstances that are going on in the world, it gets a little discouraging. You know, it's like, ever, ever one of the simple question, when is this all going to be over? When are things going to go back to normal? Yeah. Like, how long will I have to wear this stupid mask? <laughs> on and on we go, right? And in the midst of this, um, and by this, I mean whatever is going on. If, if COVID wasn't enough, um, we have, I, I forget the word. It starts with a D because I'd never heard it before. Uh, like, the hurricane thing that happened in the Midwest yeah, Direccio like, or something like that. Like, I never knew that that existed. Like, the hundred-mile winds across the plains, just, like, they had just as much damage as we did with... It's nuts. And so in the midst of all that's going on, this morning we're going to kindle hope. Amen? So this, I want to start with my definition of hope, which is... Hope is the general expectation of good. Hope is the general expectation of good. It's, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but something good is going to happen to me today. All right, so say that with me. Say, something good is going to happen to me today. One more time. Something good is going to happen to me today. That's hope. It's not a specific faith-filled, I know exactly what God is going to do or something that I'm standing on. It's just a general awareness that God has good for me. And he has good for you too. And you're like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be good. That's hope. At least that's my definition of hope, the way I want to define hope today. Um, in, in the Hebrew and Greek, it does mean expectation, and so the general expectation of good. God has good in store for you. Um, you know. And, and here's some examples of not hope. Ready? So what do you expect? Um, how about this one? It's another one of those days. What does that expectation say? That this is going south and it normally goes south, right? How about this? When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Well, one thing went wrong, so I'm expecting what? That everything's going to go wrong. Uh, ever heard of Murphy's Law? Everything that could go wrong will go wrong. You know, all of these things are what? Expectation, not of good, of evil. Expectation that things are going to go south. Expectation that things are going to get worse, And you know what? That's not hope. And that's not what we're kindling today. Um, If you want to talk to someone, anyone, for instance, my wife's right here. Hi, wife. How are you? Uh, If you want to talk to someone, your expectation of what it takes to have a conversation with that person determines the next steps you have to take. So, for instance, um, have you ever watched those uh, videos maybe on YouTube or commercials where the soldiers come home to their families and like the mom or the wife, you know, is on the phone call and they miss them and they're expecting the phone call, but then in walks the soldier and they're face to face, you know, your expectation really determines what you are going to do. So if I expect that I'm gonna to have to make a long distance phone call or email or for someone far away, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. But what about if someone is right here next to me? It would be really foolish for me to go through all the process of making a long distance phone call or email or FaceTime or Zoom or whatever I wanna do when they're right here, right? Ready? Hebrews 13:5. Don't be obsessed with money, but live content with what you have, for you always have God's presence. For hasn't he promised you, I will never leave you alone, never, and I will not loosen my grip on your life. Isn't that good? I will never leave you alone, ever, and I will not loosen my grip on your life. How close do you have to be to somebody for them to not loosen their grip? Within arm's reach. Within arm's reach. So what do we expect when we talk to God? Do we expect that he's far away? Do we expect that we have to jump through a thousand hoops So that he will eventually, maybe, possibly talk back with us or answer our prayer? Or do we expect that he is so close? Because he is. And he will never loosen his grip on your life. Oh, I needed that. He will never loosen his grip on your life, ever. So he's this close. So what does life look like? When you have God this close. Ready? Let's take it one step further. His Holy Spirit is within you. This is pretty close. Let's bring it here. He will never leave you, never forsake you. He will never loosen his grip on your life. There is so much hope in knowing that everything you go through, you are not alone. Ever. You are never alone, and nothing takes God by surprise. Everything that you've ever been shocked by is not shocking to God. He doesn't go, "Uh, uh, when did that happen? You're on your own. I have no clue what I'm going to do. Never. It's never happened. Your truth determines your reality. Your truth determines your reality. Another word for reality is your experience. Your truth determines your reality. Now, let me just clarify. The truth is truth whether or not you believe it. But the truth that you believe and the truth that you hold on to, even if it's a lie... What you hold on to will determine your reality and your experience. Matter of fact, um, have you watched the news lately? Isn't it great news? I actually got a, um, in in one of you know how Google loves to give you all that's happening in the world, you know, within the first three inches of your screen. <laughs> well, I got uh, it was either yesterday or today. There was a notification that said, if you want good news, click this link, ready, and we will send you on Saturday mornings, good news. (laughs) How depressing is that? Just on Saturday mornings. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what I was looking for. Good news all the time on Saturday mornings. I was so, I was just beside myself. All right, so if you have watched the news, man says a lot of stuff, doesn't it? And you got one network competing with another network for what's true. And then you got what's on your Facebook feed competing with the news. And then you got Facebook taking off things that are true and liars putting on things that are false and... Everything's up and everything's down, and which end is up? Ready? God. God is always true. Romans 3 says this. But what if some were unfaithful to their divine calling? Does their unbelief weaken God's faithfulness? Absolutely not. God will always prove to be faithful and true to his word, while people are proven to be what? Liars. Liars. This will fulfill what was written in the scriptures. Your words will always be vindicated, and you will rise victorious when you are being tried by your critics. God is true. Let God be true, and every man a liar. What, what do I believe? Believe God, because He is the way, the truth, and the life. The way. The truth and the life. He's not just a truth. He is the truth. So the truth that we believe will determine our experience. You ready? I want to read through very quickly a couple stories in the book of Matthew. We're just going to go through this. Shotgun style. Matthew 8, 2 through 3. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing. Say that with me. I am willing, he said. Be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Hallelujah. See, this man had leprosy. He could have believed one of two truths, that it was his forever or Jesus could do something about it. And what he believed, the truth that he believed determined his outcome. He acted on what he expected. Matthew eight thirteen says, says, Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home because you have believed it had happened. And the young servant was healed at that same hour. There's a Roman officer, and he he asks Jesus to heal his Roman office his his uh, his servant. And what is Jesus' response? Because you what believed it has happened, and the young servant was healed at that same hour. Matthew nine twenty two. This is uh, the story of the woman, um, I believe, with the issue of issue of blood. It says Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, said, "Daughter, be encouraged." Your what? Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. See, for 12 years, she was one way, but she dared to believe. What she expected, she acted on. What she expected, she acted on. And her faith, this is amazing to me. Jesus didn't say in any of these stories here, Jesus didn't say, my power made you well. It almost feels blasphemous, doesn't it? But this isn't me. This is Jesus saying, your faith made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. Matthew nine twenty seven. After Jesus left the girl's home... Two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, Do you believe that I can make you see? Yes, Lord, we do. Then he touched their eyes and said, What? Because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened, and they could see. Matthew 15, a gentlewoman woman. A Gentile, whom she could be gentle, I wouldn't know. The Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great, your request is granted, and her daughter was instantly healed. I want to kindle hope in us today. That just because something is the way it is does not mean it has to stay that way. Jesus can fix anything. But as long as you and I believe that it is the way it is and that's how it's always going to be and that's how it's going to stay and Murphy's Law is greater than the Word of God, then that's exactly what we have. In each of these stories, there were two common denominators a human believed, and a God who was faithful, constant, and able was present. He's right here. He's right here. He is closer than your next breath. He is able. He is constant. He is faithful. So which of these two common denominators needs to change? It's us, and this isn't discouraging. This is wonderful, because if I'm waiting on God, I'm stuck. I'm not waiting on God. God's waiting on me. God's waiting on me to say, yes, God, you can do it. Yes, God, it's possible. Yes, Lord, I believe. I believe that you are who you say you are. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you can do anything. I believe that you are God and that anything is possible, anything at all. But see, there's also stories in the book of Matthew that went a little differently. In Matthew chapter 13, says this, "'Everyone was amazed and said, "'Where does he get this wisdom and power to do miracles?' Then they scoffed, he's just the carpenter's son. And so he did only a few miracles there because of what? Their unbelief. (sighs) I want to kindle hope today that God has good intended for you. That he is bigger than your problem. He is bigger than the situation. He is bigger than whatever it feels like. Because his truth reigns supreme. But we've got to get on board with his truth and leave our lies behind. We have to leave our lies behind. Let God be true and every man a what? Liar. Matthew 14, 30. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Speaking of Peter, who was walking on the water. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Why did you doubt me? Peter, I'm right here. Peter. I'm never going to let go of your life. Peter, even in the middle of a storm, it's not scary because I'm here. Jesus was sleeping in the boat in the middle of the storm. I want to be with that Jesus. See, there's a difference between the Jesus that makes the storm go away and the Jesus who's sleeping in the middle of the storm because he knows he's safe. I want to be with the one who knows he's safe. I am safe with him. You are too. Each and every one of us are safe with him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says this, For we live by faith, and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, in the Passion Translation, I love this, it says, For we live by faith, not what we see with our eyes. Everything going on around us is input from our eyes, isn't it? What we hear, what we see, It looks bleak. It looks terrible. It looks like it's not getting better. It looks this, that, and the other thing. No. We live by what? Faith. We live by what? Faith. We don't live by what we see. If we're making decisions by what we see, it's the wrong decision. Because let God be true and every man a liar. If we're making decisions based on what the news is saying alone without listening to the Spirit of God, we've made the wrong decision. Because man knows how to lie. Think about this, right? God showed up at the creation and he saw darkness but said what? Light. Light. Let God be true in every man a liar. Did light happen? Yep. Why? Because he said it and it was true. He said it and it was true. I love this picture. I know it's just an awkward little blip. <laughs> but in the middle of the darkness, are you expecting more darkness or are you looking for the light? What are you expecting? What are you expecting? Because because what you expect will be your reality. What you expect will be your experience. Have you ever, um, my wife and I um, often wind up on opposite sides of this coin she is definitely glass half full, and I am definitely not. <laughs> Actually, she is glass completely full, no matter how many drips are in the, in the glass. <laughs> I need you. Thank you. <laughs> but for the differences that we have, I always can trust her point of view because I need to see differently than what I see. I might see dark and go, ah! Ah. (laughs) And she's always looking for the dot. She's always got her eyes to the horizon. And she goes, hey, no, 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 look, right there. I'm like, what? where she's like right there what oh oh i get it you know what that happened with elijah elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain for 3 years at god's word at god's command and he did he prayed that it wouldn't rain and it didn't rain and then god told him to pray that it would rain And so he gets on his knees and he prays and he sends his servant out and the servant runs out to the, to the hillside and looks and sees absolutely nothing and runs back and says, I see nothing. And Elijah says, go again. And he runs out, he comes back and says, I see nothing. He says, go again. And he runs out and he says, I see nothing. And he runs back, says, go again. And he runs out. He says I see a cloud the size of the man's hand. And Elijah declared, I hear the abundance of rain. Our experience is absolutely determined by our truth. What we believe, what we know. God is good and he has good intended for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, or as some versions say, an expected end. You know, future is great, but an expected end means a good destination, a great arrival point. God has a great arrival point for you. For each and every one of us. For those of you watching online, God has a destination, an arrival point that is good, that is favorable, that is wonderful in mind for you. Each and every one of us. You know, I I have to hold on to that. I bet each and every, every one of us do. That in, in times when, when you're not sure which end is up and, and will the world ever return to normal? No, that is not the truth. God has a good expected end. And even if no one else experiences it, I'm choosing to experience it. Who wants to experience it with me? Amen. That's choice. Do you see the blip or do you see the darkness? Whatever you expect will determine your outcome because you will live according to what you believe. It's just like Google, not joking. You know what Google does and your search engine does is that when you search for something, it assumes that that's what you want. So it makes sure that you see all the other articles about the same thing because it assumes that that's what you wanted to see. It's myopic vision. Instead of being able to see the big picture, it gives you only the things that you're looking for. And you know what? Your heart does the same thing. Have you ever um, chosen to be thankful in the middle of a mess? That you just take a moment, man, this stinks Everything's horrible. Nothing looks good. There's no possibility of anything going right. And you just choose to take a moment to step back and be thankful for something. (sighs) I'm breathing. All right, God, I thank you that I'm breathing. I'm standing. All right, Lord, I thank you that my muscles are still working and so are my bones. All right, God. I thank you. Yes, you're right. I still have a car. All right, thank you, God. Yes, I do have a family that I can't get along with, but thank you for a family. <laughs> and the list can go on and on and on. But those, those things don't just pop up automatically. You've got to choose to take a moment, choose to step back, and choose to be thankful in the middle of the mess. And what are you doing when you do that? You're focusing your eyes back where they belong. You're focusing your eyes on the light in the middle of the darkness. We walk by faith, not by sight. What you see, what is, cannot be the final word. What is, cannot be the final word, cannot be your reality, because there is a greater truth. It might be factual, but it's just temporary. It's just temporary. And I wanna kindle hope today that whatever it is that you see, that you don't wanna see, whatever it is that you see that looks ugly, that looks nothing like the world that you would imagine for yourself. It's temporary. Say that with me. It's temporary. It's temporary. Say it with me again. It's temporary. It's temporary. <sighs> some of those things are really hard to see. Right now, some of you are thinking through things that have been the way they are for too long or seem too insurmountable to get past. Look at that straight in the eyes and say, you're temporary. You're temporary. This mountain, you're temporary. This problem, you're temporary. This business arrangement, you're temporary. Whatever it may be, this family problem, your temporary, whatever it may be. It may be factual, but that's just not enough. You can agree with it if you want to, and it can stay. But I hope you don't want to. I hope you don't want to. I want to kindle hope today that God is so much bigger than whatever it is you're staring down. Whatever it is you're staring down is just temporary. It does not have to stay. It does not have a right if you don't give it a right. You do not have to agree with that thing because you can agree with God. What is your expectation? In darkness, are you still Expecting? Are you looking for that glimmer of light in the middle of the dark? Because your God is closer than your next breath. Your God has not left you alone. You are not abandoned. And you have more than enough resources at your disposal. Because the King of kings and the Lord of lords who owns all the cattle on a thousand hills who created all of heaven and earth, he is your God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Romans chapter 12, 2, we're going to close with this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. There is a definite pattern out there right now. I thought it was obvious before. Sheesh. But instead, what be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Yeah. How are we transformed? By renewing our mind, by not allowing those things that are lies to say his truth. Hang right there.
1: God shared something with me in worship. And I said, okay, where does this fit? It fits here, okay? You said sometimes you're a glass half full guy. I think everybody's a glass half full guy sometimes. Um, you said your wife is a or half empty, rather. A half, your wife's a half full. God says get a bigger glass. God's looking at your glass half full and half empty, and he's going, get a bigger glass. You need a bucket. You need a swimming pool. Okay, we limit him with our expectations. Now, here's what I want to do right now. Pastor Ann did a wonderful job. He said the truth is your reality, and it's absolutely 100% right on. He said not to be moved by what we see, but by our faith, what we actually believe. And you believe what you, whatever you hear. So if you're hearing things you shouldn't be hearing right now, it's way easier to believe them if you're focused on the world's report on things, how could you believe anything else? Right? Okay. Then he said this. He said, there's God's part and there's our part. And he was very correct and, and very apt to point out that God is either done his part or is waiting on us to do our part. Okay. Second Corinthians 10, 4, 6. I'll sum it up very quickly. It says the weapons of our warfare, are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for what? Pulling down of strongholds. How many of you would agree that this COVID thing is a stronghold right now? Okay. So God's ready to do his part. We have to do our part. We're the ones who he will back up with that power as we begin to call down that stronghold. We're not here to look at that and go, oh, my gosh. Oh, now look at this. Oh, now is it ever going to change? Are we ever going to be normal? God's will is that we be way better when the thing is over than we were when it started. God's will is that this never happens again. And that all the misleading truth and the misinformation, not I don't want to be on camera, <laughs> is all the misleading truth and all the misinformation, amen, Never happen again in this same way. And I guarantee you that if we get behind God and his plan, it'll be very difficult for that to occur ever again. But it's, if the stronghold is going to be pulled down here on this earth, it is up to us to pull this thing down. And we do that by looking at what they show us and saying, no, no, that is not the truth that is not the truth is that i can do all things through christ who strengthens me the truth is by his stripes i was healed the truth is none of these diseases shall come upon me and you know what that's the truth but if your truth is i don't know what we're going to do You could be experiencing that mess while the person next to you is experiencing just the exact opposite. What happens to you has nothing to do with what happens to everybody else. And we are so quick to throw in our lot with this dilemma. And it is pathetic. And I see these signs and they say, rolling this together. And I keep going, I'm not winning this with you. I am not in this with you. I will not throw my lot in with you. I do not take part in recessions. I don't take part in diseases because I have a covenant and I live in a different kingdom. Amen. So why don't we just take a second, if it's okay with pastor, let's just, let let me pray and let's pull that thing down. Okay. And then let's just pray in our our heavenly language for a few seconds after that and and, and seal this thing. Okay. Because our part is to pull it down, not to sit around going, Oh, no. Father, we thank you. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we give you praise, glory, and honor that you've honored mankind, made in your image with the power to pull down strongholds here on this earth, Lord. You said our weapons are not carnal. We believe you. We believe their body through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And COVID-19, you have been made into a stronghold by people who don't know God, but we know him, and we call you down right now in Jesus name all over this world starting with the United States we command you in the mighty name of Jesus you break it and you come undone and we call you down and reduced to zero in Jesus name we take authority that God gave us and backed it up with his mighty power and we pull you down stronghold of COVID-19 right now in Jesus name are you in agreement with me let's begin to intercede in the spirit just for a few minutes here And you need to address this thing from now on. Whenever you see it, you say, oh, no, you don't. I already spoke to you. Oh, no, you don't, in Jesus' name. Amen?
0: Amen. There is hope. Amen? Amen. There is so much hope. You are not alone. The one who loves you is closer than your next breath. It is so good. It is so good. And you've got to call it good and believe that it's good. Because it is. Because the truth that you believe, you will experience. Why settle for lies when you can have God's truth? Amen. Father, we just thank you for your truth. You are so good and so faithful. And there is hope. Lord, we place our trust in you. We thank you, Lord, that we wake up every morning with the confident expectation of good. No matter what it looks like, we wake up with the confident expectation of good. Hmm. You're saying, but there's this, but there's that. What are you going to speak to that thing? Don't believe the lie of what you see. We walk by faith, not by sight hold on to God's truth no matter what. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, I just want to give you the scripture because while he was preaching, I heard it. It's Proverbs thirteen twelve. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, it is the tree of life. What you desire brings the tree of life is heavy. That's because you have lost hope and you need to fill that with something big because God wants to be big in your life. Amen. 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 Thank you for coming today. God bless you. God keep you. God cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Uh, This Wednesday we will be online only. Um, so online only at Passion Church, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Passion Churches, and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, Saturday will be Kids Church, and next Sunday Pastor Scott will be here in the pulpit. God bless you. We'll see you this week. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We believe you can have a part in what God is doing through Passion Church. Your generosity helps us make a difference in the lives of those who are touched by the ministry here. Visit PassionChurches.com Or simply text the word PASSIONNJ to 77977 and follow the links to give. Text and data rates may apply. If you have any questions or feedback that you'd like to share with us, everything you need can be found at passionchurches.com. We can't wait to hear from you. On our website, you can download our app, connect with us on social media, and check out all that's happening here at the church again. Thank you for listening right here at Passion Church.